and welcome to a special mini episode of Allegedly Astrology. We cover the astrology behind major events, so it made sense to cover a recent event that happened that could have a huge effect on the future of the United States as we know it. So what are we talking about today, Sarah? Today, we're talking about an absolute amazing woman and inspiration and champion of equality, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an absolute badass. Um, We don't have to tell you that because she's become a pop culture icon. She's been the subject of a multitude of documentaries, major motion pictures, and internet memes. And she's just a true idol for younger and older generations alike. Um, She was the second woman to ever be appointed to serve on the Supreme Court, which is the highest law authority in the United States. She was the most senior woman on the liberal wing of the Supreme Court, representing her progressive opinions on our country's most important gender issues. I mean, it's really sad to even be referring to her in the past tense right now, Um, but she passed away a few days ago due to complications from cancer. And I know I speak for all of our allegedly astrology peeps that a lot of tears were shed this weekend. Yeah, I cried four times, so. (laughs) It was was really rough, I gotta say. Um, So Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born in New York City to her parents, Celia and Nathan, Her name actually isn't Ruth, it's Joan, but I kind of love this. There were a lot of Joans in her class, so her mom was like, you know, to her teacher, she was like, please don't call her Joan, call her Ruth, so it wouldn't get too confusing. Her middle name is Ruth, so it's not just like a random name that she like pulls out of her ass. But um, her mom was awesome. She took a really active role in Ruth's education and would take her to the library a lot. And Ruth was a really, really good student. Um, So I guess, what is this majestic unicorn of a woman's big three? Well, she doesn't have a big three, or we don't know it. Because we don't have a birth time, because she's a Scorpio moon. Somebody DM us our (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg's birth certificate. Please and thank you. (laughs) Please. To all our legion of fans, please send us Ruth Bader Ginsburg (laughs) birth certificate. Thank you. Donald Trump, anyone who can give it to us. <laughs> we Trump. petition you, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but not having someone's birth time um, is really, so she's a Pisces sun and a Scorpio moon. And usually I start with the sun, but today I'll start with the moon because uh, Scorpio moon is not letting anyone have their birth time. I bet that is under wraps. Um, so Scorpio moons are, the moon is technically detriment in Scorpio, but it's, um, Scorpio moons have a lot of talents. They are people who don't publicize their rising signs. They're intuitive. <laughs> they are sometimes intuitive to the point of paranoia. But this is like an example of, you know, like that's like a bad thing that could happen. And she's really did a lot of constructive, productive, you know, incredible things with her life. So they make incredible detectives. They have a deep inherent understanding of the human psyche. And because um, they're a water sign, like, like Pisces, they just like have this idea of like what is true and like truly going on beneath the surface or like, Uh, It just really adds like a layer of badassery to her Pisces son, which is more of like a gentle, can be timid. Um, It's like very, it's very much someone who's like tiny and like falling asleep. Um, Love her. Yeah. And like like Pisces sons like are like, they just really are, they're on another planet because they just want to imagine a world where like the like shitty things that are happening aren't happening because they don't understand why bad things have to happen. 
I feel like, you know, how she loves like classical music and the opera. I just feel oh, like, yes. I feel like when she's like sitting and like immersed in an opera or a performance, like I just see her, like she's able to let her little Pisces shine through. Yeah, that's I so know. sweet. I honestly hated Pisces before this. Like Pisces was my least favorite uh-huh. sign. I think it's just because I'm so Capricorn that I'm like, you know, like I want to slap a Pisces around and be like, get it the fuck together. Like this, like come back down to reality. But after I learned she was a Pisces, like I really got to, you know, hate direct my hate somewhere else because we can't hate anything about her. We can't. Our BG was smart as all fuck. She graduated from high school at 15, then went to Cornell and then Harvard Law and was one of the only women in her class. She then transferred to Columbia Law and graduated first in her class. And at this time, she was married and had kids. So, like, imagine doing that, like, single and alone with, like, the only thing you have to focus on. But she did it with, like, all these other distractions around her. And then after law school, no one would hire her to their law firms, which, like, fucking pisses me off. So she became a professor at Rutgers Law School and Columbia Law School. And she was one of the few women there working in her field. Yeah. And she got into law school at a time when basically women were were not welcome. And even though she got top grades, like no one wanted her. Um, This one asshole judge just like straight up rejected her because she was a woman, even though she had a ton of high level like recommendations. While teaching, she was really focused on women's rights, which is what she became super well known for. She co-founded the first law journal to specifically focus on women's rights, wrote the first law school casebook on sex discrimination, co-founded the Women's Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, argued gender discrimination in front of the Supreme Court, and... She is also why we use the word gender instead of sex, which I found out and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, really interesting. Um, And she gained a reputation for being a really, really skilled um, orator. And she was just amazing at oral arguments. And she can be directly credited to the end of gender discrimination in many areas of the law. And people were like, whoa, what the hell? Like, women can be lawyers? This is crazy, which is, like, so eye roll. It hurts. Yeah. She had, like, the adorable little uh, Pisces sun, but she also has her Mercury and Aries, um, Mercury retrograde in her natal chart. And so Mercury is how we communicate and how we think. And when it's retrograde, it's just louder. And so a person with a natal retrograde, uh, Mercury retrograde, might have a harder time shutting off their brain. And then Aries is like passionate, opinionated, and devoted to causes. Aries, Mercury's, at least you have this, want to make up their own minds. They're free thinkers. They're not will, like willing to hear what other people are like, oh, yeah, I'll just go along with that. They're like, hey, I have this idea and I will scream it in your face because my natal retrograde or because of the retrograde. So her expression of like these fierce dissenting opinions is not at all shocking to me based on this placement. Wow. Oh, my God. Now that's my that's going to be my favorite placement in my chart from here on out. Yay. Cute. Well, Sarah's gonna we cry. love her for that. I know. I'll probably cry. Like now I've had a few whiskeys. I could really like let the tears, you know, roll. Um, but we love her for that. And we weren't the only ones. Um, Jimmy Carter eventually nominated her to the U.S. Court of Appeals. And then in 1993, our creepiest of uncles, Mr. Bill Clinton, appointed her to the Supreme Court. So we got to like at least snaps for him for that. 
Um, and she's been there handing out those progressive votes on divisive as fuck social issues, um, such as like abortion rights, same sex marriage, voting rights, immigration, health care and affirmative action. And well, so she also has Pluto and cancer, which is just like a complete change for like definitely a change for women. Cancer like is a sign that women just are represented by. Um, and so like Pluto is just swift generational changes. And so in addition to her sun in Pisces, she has Venus and the North node in Pisces opposite her South node, um, Mars retrograde, Neptune and Jupiter in Virgo and the Pisces and Virgo axis is literally considered the axis of service. And these are the ones most highlighted in her chart, like extremely. So she was here to serve and she had a ton of power in her chart to do it. Ugh, I love that. Um, and besides having a reputation in law circles, she had a reputation in pop culture. People were literally obsessed with her. And Notorious um, RBG meme will forever be my favorite internet sensation. She's such a little cutie. And like, but also, I, so in my opinion, I think that like the deification of Ruth Bader had more to do with like millennials in our culture than really with her birth chart. But she also had a Jupiter return in 2015, which I think just really ramped up her popularity and visible visibility to new generations. Oh, yeah. Fucking love that. Like if I were into tattoos, I'd like get her face fucking like tattooed on my back or something. You should do that. <laughs> just like get real weird at the end of 2020. Like check out all my fucking tattoos. Here's Ruth Bader Ginsburg's face on my thigh. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But while Ruth was changing our country and our lives, she herself was dealing with some life-changing personal moments of her own um, when she was diagnosed with cancer. And I mean, she literally had cancer like fucking five times and I like don't understand. So over the past 20-ish years, she had a few bouts with different types of cancer but she never let it interfere with her job. I think she missed one day on the bench, like an absolute badass, like during all that time. But unfortunately her cancer came back and on September 18, 2020, she passed away from complications. On September 18th on Friday when she died, I immediately, well, actually I think I waited a few hours and then pulled up her chart because I like wanted to just let the, you know, like, reverence of the dead it was actually uh her solar opposition the sun was opposite um in like where her natal sun is so it's like a virgo sun opposite her pisces sun and this is a time um it's like a a destiny point in everyone's year we get this once a year for everyone's chart um but it's just like your spirit is is like as far away from your spirit as possible so it does make sense to die in your solar opposition because uh or like your solar return anytime when like your solar cycle that like you know makes sense to go and then also though she was in uh currently experiencing um a once in a lifetime aspect which is the pluto opposition which most people don't live to see and uh pluto's in capricorn now and it was opposite her natal cancer um pluto and so that's kind of like just like really uh it's pluto uh triggers death sometimes like again we're still studying what pluto actually really signifies but it's like a big trigger so it's kind of like a trigger point and it's interesting that it's like your closest planet to like your spirit her spirit was opposite her spirit and then also like the generational furthest planet away was opposite something that most people won't even see and then further one more thing um that like another kind of aspect of destiny is that uranus was opposite her moon and your moon is your physical body and uranus is often present in death charts in a way that's like you know triggers so all this kind of makes a lot of sense in terms of like a passing and i'm glad that it seems like it was kind of like a peaceful departure 
Yeah. Goddamn Uranus, though. It is interesting to see a a chart of someone that, like, you know, like, wasn't murdered or anything like that. Because I feel like normally we see someone's, like, chart and it's, like, bleak as fuck. But this more is, like, a... You're 87. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. This is it. <laughs> Another thing that was interesting um, that I noticed is that she has Mars retrograde in Virgo. And so this really like caught my eye because not only are we currently experiencing Mars retrograde, but after doing Michael Jordan's chart and seeing that he had a Mars retrograde and being thoroughly shocked by that, I'm really kind <laughs> of starting to understand how maybe Mars retrograde is, again, once more, not a handicap, but more of like something that kind of like kind of can make people really stand out like it's not, it's just like those people have new and unique ways to seize power and kind of just outshine and be like the, you know, just the two figures that, I mean, to have changed my life profoundly, Ruth Bader in a way that I just kind of am more recently finding out. And then Michael Jordan in a way that was present, you know, ever yeah, since I could sh- shaped breathe, you shaped as me. your so uncle. That's my, <laughs> my uncle. Um, but yeah, so to have like, Mars retrograde, uh, just like Michael Jordan, and they both just really changed the fields they were in and changed the world. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So if you're pregnant and you're afraid that your baby's going to be born during Mars retrograde, they might change the world. Well, I wonder too if it's like retrogrades make Mars louder. So it's like they're like so, so driven. But also then I wonder if it goes direct, if it like catapults them then, you know, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, I like sense. that. Yeah, it does. Like all of a sudden, like, like when it goes direct, they're like, yeah! and then like, <laughs> they're like, go. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. But yeah, there's really no way to do this incredible person justice. Like if you're a woman who has a credit card in your own name, if you've leased or bought an apartment or a home in your name, if you've consented to your own medical treatment, like all of that can be directly attributed to um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's legacy. And she paved the way for not only women, but people who are generally overlooked by society. And, um, you know, she changed the face of American anti-discrimination law. And this was a really nice quote that she said at an event. She said, I would just like people to think of me as a judge who did the best she could with whatever limited talent I had to keep our country true to what makes it a great nation and to make things a little better than they might have been if I hadn't been there. Oh, God, that's so pure. So she, pure. like, definitely was one of the truest good ones. Um, her death is going to have really big implications on the next ele- election and literally our entire future. Um, there is now an open Supreme Court seat. Um, her dying wish was to wait until after the next election to fill it. So, you know, she's, hi- like, handing the fight to us now. Please, 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 please call your senators and scare them the fuck into waiting. Yeah, I mean, Google who they are if you don't know. Um, There's no shame in that. Call, email, tweet at them, show up at their house. It's important. Yes. And if you can, please consider donating to the ACLU to protect her immense legacy. Thanks, Ruth. Love you. Thanks, Ruth. Rip, we love you.